1: Good morning. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Thank you for joining us. It's Donna and Steve hey. on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Hey Steve. Oh,
2: happy Hump Day, boy. Thank you. Very exciting, beautiful day out today. <laughs> um boy, it snowed again. It yeah, it snowed. Was
1: very slippery on the way in.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, just when you think you're out of it. Just when you think you're out oh, of it, then you come open, come again. open. Oh, the it's window. only March. This dude. is fall,
1: spring. Yeah,
0: wait until <laughs> April.
2: Uh, there have been uh, at least two, and what I've been here for. This is like my eighth, seventh, or eighth winter here, and there have been at least two Aprils with a significant ten-inch snowfall. In the so last that's not end of April. Boy, is that brutal?
0: Yeah, I, that's happened when I've since I've been here.
2: Yeah, just when you. It's the only month that hasn't snowed, I believe, in the state is July. It's the only <laughs> month that there hasn't been recorded snowfall in Minnesota.
1: I can't believe you've only been here for eight winters.
2: Yeah, Donna. Well, you know, I my first day of work down in the Channel Five newsroom was New Year's Eve. Heard of it? On uh, that was twenty thirteen. So you know, like twenty fourteen was really like my first winter, and that was brutal because that was the polar vortex. Like the the worst polar vortex we've had since I've been here, there were fifty five zero days below zero that winter. And I thought, where have we moved to? This is really terrible. Yeah. It's a bad way to get greeted. You know, in New Mexico, where we had been before, in the winter, it could get down into the 40s, 30s. You could occasionally get a snow, a little inch, and it's gone by afternoon. Prior to that, we were in L.A., So adjusting to Minnesota winter in the winter of 2014 was not great.
1: I get it, because I came here from Texas. Girlfriend! Yes, and it was like checking in with friends in texas in december and i'm like what are you doing and they're like oh we're out by the pool yeah i'm like
2: i Mm.
0: hate you it's 72 in missouri on christmas day yeah
2: you know it's funny we have a uh, a trip next week planned for florida and this past weekend it was 60 65 on monday i think at one point i was thinking like this is great this is good you know maybe this is ill-timed seeing the snow today (laughs) made me feel really good about the timing of the trip cuz even when i looked ahead at the forecast you know we got a few of the 60s and we got the 50s for about a week stretch but i think our next week we're in the 30s and 40s again so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you do you, what do you know do? You uh, by dog the way
1: do poo when you can
2: we have a, uh, <laughs> a jam packed show for you today. We will be playing the College of Pop Culture Knowledge at 10.30. Do we know if we're playing the Millennial X games today? I have today?
1: no idea. We'll have to ask. I'll uh, do a little Chili investigation.
2: Dog. Yeah, Chili Dog. We don't know if DJ Rock Lobster left her uh, with questions or not for that. So we'll find out if we're playing some games there. We got Nick Cage news, Luke Bryan's uh, wife pulled a funny prank on him. Miley Cyrus had a crazy incident in her play. All sorts of stuff to get to. But we'll start with the least pressing. Were you going to ask me how my my workout was Mm -hmm. yesterday?
0: (laughs) No. What was it? (laughs) Well,
2: listen, since I share my victories with you all as a Fitfluencer on Instagram, I just figured that I would share that yesterday I had to leave the gym mid-workout because of...
1: You had to hit the can?
2: Donna, it's so obvious. (laughs) No, gosh, sure, I'm doing more protein and my body's adjusting. But no, it wasn't that. I uh, hurt my neck, and I'm doing I'm doing a movement. I'm doing like these cable rows. Can you imagine what we're doing here? We're sitting down, yes, pulling it back. It's a back exercise, and apparently, I was tightening uh, some. I was calling some neck muscles into help me with that work, which wasn't great, and it was a pretty heavy situation. And man. I got to the end of the end of the set and immediately I feel this pain shoot up the back of my neck and now my head is like throbbing, just pause, pulse. Oh, and I was no, like, ooh, I need see? to try to stretch this out. Try to stretch it out, makes it hurt more. So then I take a little breather, I walk around and I'm like, okay, maybe I loosened it up here, it took about 10 minutes. And then I said, I'm going to go do another thing. I'm going to do lat pull downs, had to quit mid exercise on that and then just walk out of the gym. So you're
1: overdoing it.
2: People were gobsmacked because you have to understand, where I exercise, many people look to me for like, how hard are we going today, boss? Stuff like that. (laughs) Done. No. (laughs) And so I don't know what they did after I left. I don't know if other people left as well. Maybe it was like a parade driving out of there because they were like, well, he's done, but stretched out. Now I don't know. I'm supposed to exercise tomorrow, Donna. This might throw my whole plan Uh, off.
0: It's leg day though, right?
2: It's always going to be leg day now because that won't hurt my neck, right? right?
0: You got to switch to leg day. Yeah. No, see, the problem and is mass. I'm doing a
2: full body workout. Oh, you're doing day. everything every, every time. Yes. Oh, okay. So I think I got to pivot, 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 off of my back and uh, neck stuff. So anyway, I'm fine. But thank you for, thanks for asking.
0: I had the the headaches were caused by neck issues. My headache, the your, your headache was 60 that has lasted days. for yeah. like forever. That's what is the solution is.
2: It's, and what do they have you do in PT right uh-huh. like p- they, stretches they, they put
0: me to, in PT for jaw issues for my oh. TMJ but the guy was like, I don't think that's what this is. I think this is a C1 C2 problem mm. Mm. And then some muscles that come from the back of my head to my front of my collarbone everything's so tight I can barely move my head. Yeah, I get it this way and this way mm-hmm. and so I have to do all of these exercises to loosen my neck.
2: And you got to commit to doing them. I mean, every physical therapist must send people home with a list of stretches and think, okay, 20% of you are actually going to do this. Oh, no, I'm doing them. Good.
0: (laughs) I am doing them. And it's so funny because the symptoms of this particular injury, like one of them is hearing loss in one ear, which I had last summer. Remember that? Donna might remember that. And I was so scared. I'm like, you go through the list and it's everything that has happened to me. So, oh, yay to physical therapists after yes. going to a neurologist and three yay. other doctors. Oh my gosh, you got to the bottom of it. I did. That's important. I'm so happy. Donna, both Donna and so I have happy. been
2: extremely vulnerable to start the show, which allows the audience access to us and deepens the connection. Could you please talk about a physical ailment that you yes. are currently battling?
1: I um, was driving to work this morning and I thought to myself... How would I describe my body in one word? Oh, oh this is great! What did oh, you say? I came up with fleshy.
2: Oh, <laughs> 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 oh and that's boy! That's my
1: contribution today. Oh,
2: oh. I like it because it's sort of a step down from flabby, right? Right? It's not as bad, but you're still there's still some unspoken for skin amounts.
1: Yes, yes. Oh,
2: fleshy. <laughs>
1: i'd like you to call me dj flesh
2: oh boy not. all right let's take a break when we come back we will wake your brain up some things that make you go huh you guys know the here's johnny scene from the shining uh how many days did it take to shoot that how many doors did they go through a little bit of movie trivia hey i got that word out when we come back it's donna and steve on my talk
1: hey steve drop and give me 50 okay Wow. Really?
2: Yeah. I'm very motivated by clear instructions when it comes to fitness.
1: Well, then you should join the Y. They offer personal trainers who can help you reach your wellness goals with guidance and accountability. Join the Y by March 17th and get $17 enrollment with no dues till May.
2: 29 30 Join at Dirty.
1: YMCANorth.org. Oh. Good morning and welcome back
2: to the DJ Flesh yeah. and Steve Show. <laughs> DJ Flesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh.
1: Yeah, maybe that's not going to work. You
2: could just wear, like, skin suits. Like, find a bodysuit that is your color and just wear it. I'm thinking of you now DJing parties. DJ flesh. But it's only suburban parties, and it's, like, you know, backyard and barbecues. And it's
1: at only at 4 in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, 4 until 5.30. Yeah,
2: we do not attend parties that say till question mark anymore. That is just too loosey-goosey. yeah,
1: could be determined or whatever TBD.
2: No, how about this? How about you D it? Okay, let's determine it now. Right. Let's. Let's. We're planning. Let's figure let's this wrap out. Let's this
1: bit up at six.
2: Yeah, because I don't want to <laughs> feel rude whenever I'm like, you know what, guys, if we could all leave my house now, you have to have. Right. Times. Have
1: you ever done like? I guess I'm gonna go to bed. Yep.
2: Oh, <laughs> man, yes. can you believe it's this late? <laughs> my
1: father oh. used to just get up and go to bed when
0: we'd have company. <laughs> He'd be like, "Peace out." <laughs> oh my no. gosh! And then your mom was left to deal with it. Yep. Oh man. Yep. Pretty much.
2: I remember my parents had one horror story of a a nice a nice couple, young couple, young couple who had gone to school with us, and then like my sister's age, and then they got married. Were friendly with our family. Came over to visit randomly, sort of one night, and just hung yeah. and hung yeah. and just sat in the living room the whole night and just hung. And it's eleven o'clock, and they're thinking when. When right. will they yes. leave now? Because it's just the four of us, and we've covered all the topics. Some people, though, I think just like being with other people, and it's almost like, okay, now yeah. entertain us.
1: Right. I agree. They, I have a friend whose grandfather used to say, oh, it's getting foggy out.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, looks
1: like it's, yeah.
2: yeah. Did yeah. <laughs> when did they say that sleet was supposed to start? Exactly. Is that soon?
1: Alright, you wanna do something else here?
0: I guess, okay. uh, <laughs> things
1: that make you go,
0: <laughs> <work>.
2: huh? <sighs> I'm about to give a, uh, a Stephen King book to a neighbor. I'm gonna give Billy Summers to my neighbor across the street.
0: Oh I don't That'd be the one that I would choose. But well, okay.
2: Well, I'm doing it. I thought it was good. I thought Billy Summers was good. Was the fine. Stephen King book that we read fine. last. I I was yeah. really
0: interested in it. The the ending was a little like lackluster, which is most of the time with Stephen King for me. I don't even he remember know how, how it to it wrap ended. things up. <laughs> I don't remember
1: how it ended.
2: Well, I mentioned Stephen King because he wrote The Shining. Yeah. And I've never read that, nor have I seen the movie, but oh, I've it's seen the so clip.
1: Good. So so good.
2: I've seen the clip. I feel like I've seen the movie because I've seen the clip. There's
1: lots of clips.
2: He's Johnny. That scene. All right, I'm going to say this. It took three days to film. I'll give you that. How many doors do you think they went through? Because these are like legit, you know, doors that John – I'm going to call him Jack – Jack Nicholson is axing his way through, right? Is he using an axe? Yeah.
0: Yes, he is. Yeah, he's I trying know my to sweet movie. talk his way in, and then he's, he's like, psychotic. "So I can bash your he's, head in." He's <laughs> possessed at that point.
2: Oh, Yeah, okay. he's
1: got like a some kind of demon or something. Yeah. Oh,
2: Deep T's demon possessed rock story coming up today at nine forty-five out of Japan. We'll tell you that in a little bit.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, great. good. Deep
2: T's, but. Uh, how many doors did Johnny go through? Six. Jack, why am I saying Johnny? Because he, he says, says here's, here's Johnny. Johnny,
1: which is a classic line that's so great. Um, six.
2: 60. Six. 60. Six zero. Wow. 60 doors that Jack Nicholson had to ax his way through just to get that scene done. Do you ever watch movies or shows and you see maybe a scene where somebody... Falls into a mud puddle or something like that. Yeah, and you realize you really get one take for this. Well,
0: you have to you have know, if multiple costumes.
2: But like, if it gets their hair and everything wet, mm. and you think that's a that's a blow dryer, that's a straightener away from take two,
0: right? Where right. you really
2: have to just get her done, get it done.
0: He's very obsessed, obsessive, or he was known to be. Like he would do some things in the movie like a hundred takes and then Mm. use the first take oh my gosh that's true (sighs)
1: i remember helen hunt
0: talking about that movie they were in with
1: greg Kinnear.
2: uh something's gotta give
1: yes and that would be the director somebody (laughs) exactly uh somebody asked helen hunt you know what it was like working with jack nicholson and she was like you know i would do a scene and i would think it was good and then he would lean over and be like, "Ask, ask for another take. Ask for another take."
0: <laughs> you ask great. for it. I've already said it too many times. Oh.
2: He who, Helen Hunt. He who. <laughs> <That's> just thinking <laughs> of a nickname. There's J Lo. He who. <laughs> Come on.
1: He who. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bogs and other peat lands.
1: Bogs. <laughs>
2: I I had a teacher who loved Uh, bogs,
1: was way into bogs. bogs,
2: Wait, wait, wait. Do you mean pogs? No,
1: bogs, like the marshy land that's (laughs) like a little island.
2: He was into that?
1: Bodies, yes. Like 2,000 year old bodies. Because it's fascinating. It's like those guys
2: in the cranberry commercial. Bogs and other (laughs) peatlands store more
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind
2: all of this is Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Urban dioxide than all other vegetation types worldwide combined. Another
0: interesting thing about bogs.
2: Have I just been missing out on bogs? I yes. was never taught about bogs.
1: Oh, really? Did you oh. ever take a science class, like an earth science?
2: Yeah, but it was at a Christian school. So I'm just that... kidding. I don't know. That was a joke, <laughs> oh guys. God. I'm a Christian. <laughs> don't send me emails. It was a joke. I hadn't thought Maybe it through.
0: Maybe you just weren't paying attention.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, you probably weren't. You know, he Maybe like not. graduated like what top, top 10, ten in your class? There were top 11,
2: 10. 11 <laughs> people in the whole class. thought there were twelve. Whatever. Golly. <laughs> uh, Paul McCartney earned $7 million the entire time the Beatles were together. He has earned more than $1.2 billion wow. since.
1: Oh. Oh, wow.
2: The Chinese buffet was created in Vancouver, British Columbia in 1870. Some Scandinavian immigrants set up a traditional Scandinavian smorgasbord but had a chef stock it with Chinese food instead of the usual stuff like fish and bread. Let me just say, reading that transported me back to my teenage years of going to the Top China Buffet with my friend Paul Brewer and Jesse Hollisi. <laughs> We're going down memory lane a
1: lot this morning. <laughs> I'm feeling
2: like nostalgic right now. And we would, they had so many good foods. When you could go for multiple rounds of Chinese food at a buffet, and it's... It's kind of like when you when you drink alcohol, you're not sure of. You think that you're doing better than you are. It's setting into your system a little, a little slower. So the MSG, by the time you leave, you are you're buoyant now. You, <laughs> you got to roll you could, yourself yes. out there. Oh, but goodness gracious! It smelled so good. It tastes so good. Me like. Thanks
1: you. for sharing, Steve. That Thank was special. you
2: for having me. Are you gonna
0: be okay There's the rest of the so much.
2: I'm super vulnerable right now. People.
0: Oh my God. Oh, have
2: access to me. What? What do you want to do next? I don't know. Let's talk a little Nicolas Cage.
1: Yeah, let's talk Nick Cage and let's talk about who finally got their invite to the Oscars. Oh. Woo! That's coming up next. Good morning. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve Experience. Of On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Oh, man. How about Nicolas Cage? Anybody interested in seeing that movie that he's in about him?
2: Simply because it's so well received critically, I, I would say yes. Even though we determined, uh, I don't know if you were here or not, Donna, that you may have been serving on jury. Duty. Yeah, I um, she was. I think I've only seen two Nick Cage movies.
1: Uh, that's got to be the independent, the one about the uh, yeah indi- national, national treasure, treasure. And, uh, and the, the other- still
2: the Declaration of Independence. Uh, is the other
1: one with Holly Hunter?
2: <laughs> I don't even remember what the it oh Con Air. Con, Air. Con, Air. Con Air. put Uh-oh. the bunny in the box. I don't oh think no, I've ever and seen no Con Air. Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Oh, How could I forget? Oh, I never oh, saw that. that wasn't one. great.
0: That's the one with the terrible
1: Italian the bad accent.
2: Accent yes, it's the worst indeed. I, I want
1: to go back and watch Raising Arizona.
2: I've had that recommended by a friend for fifteen years, and I've never watched it.
1: People love that one. Also, the one that he was in with Elizabeth Shoe Leaving, Leaving Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. He won yes. an Oscar, right? Won an Oscar. Yes, yeah. That was actor. interesting. That was a weird movie,
0: Matchstick Men. It's really good. He has oh. OCD.
1: Never saw that.
0: Mm. It's really good. Huh?
1: Wow. I bet I saw a lot more movies than I realized. Ghostwriter. <laughs> oh, I just saw that
0: recently. You did. That is a terrible. Movie. I wanted to kill him. But don't you feel like he knew he was doing bad acting like he did it on purpose? I hope so. Yeah.
1: You know, he's doing he all of, of his... He played two people. Yes. He played himself and his twin brother. Yeah.
2: But he says he, did, he wasn't mailing it in when he was doing all of those movies. In a bunch of video on demand, straight to DVD movies. He maintains that though it was a cash grab, because he was in real financial distress at the time, right? that he was not mailing it in acting. So I don't, I, I don't know. I think he might defend his Ghost Rider performance. Mm,
1: that was such a bad movie. I mean, Meryl Streep was in this movie, Chris Cooper, like the cat. I mean, they're great actors. This movie was terrible. Yeah.
2: Meryl Streep was Meryl in Streep Ghost
1: Ghostwriter. Am I do I have the right movie? You, no. No, I <laughs> Oh my God. Oh boy. Oh, no, no, it's not Ghostwriter, you guys. This
0: is like a somebody oh my god who's is always on a motorcycle and, <laughs> yeah, and his face turns <laughs> into flames dead. at some point. I think also? he's dead. Oh I think he's yeah. a ghost. Okay. So, Rider. No, I'm so
1: sorry. No. So
2: Meryl Streep was not in like a straight to DVD <laughs> movie. No, but she
1: was in a terrible movie. It's called Adaptation.
2: Oh. oh. And he was a writer.
1: And he had to adapt this story. So that's where I got the writer
2: thing. So it's Ghost Rider.
1: Got it. Yes. Got it. (laughs) My bad, guys. So sorry. I'm going to go. No, no. no, So
2: so he was talking with, was it GQ? He's in GQ. um, And was talking about, like, look, I had to make money. I had lost a bunch of money. My mom had medical bills. He lost
1: $50 million. He blew his entire fortune.
2: And then they said in in a span of time that most actors, most of his peers would have completed about 10 movies, he completed 46 movies. (laughs) And so he was like, listen, this is what I got to do. I got to dig out. But the problem was he started doing all these movies to then get himself into a, back into the black financially. He did. But then guess what? What? Big studios stopped calling for big cushy roles for Nick Mm. Cage because they were like, didn't he just do... Seven in a row that went to DVD and were critically panned. Oh. Although, Nick Cage does say some of those movies that went straight to DVD were good. He says some of them were, but he understands how they all sort of get lumped into to one thing. But well, now he's going to be super choosy.
1: And, I mean, you got to give him credit for refusing to file for bankruptcy.
2: I guess. I don't know. If I was yeah. in a really tough spot, I'd, I'd want to tap out. But yes, you're right. Credit to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: 20 grand a month to keep his mother out of a mental institution. Mm. And he had all these things happening at once. So the movie that we are uh, talking about that that'll be coming up is called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I am
0: super excited to see it. I am too. That's it just sounds fun. He said he did it because it scared him. And I love that. That's risk taking. He read the script and he was like, this scares me. So I better do it.
2: GQ yeah. does a thing where they'll have they'll bring a celebrity in, and then they will go undercover on the internet. So this GQ will then take the team, take the celebrity through different pages. Hey, here's what it says about you here. Here's what they're asking about on this forum. Here's a rumor about you. And he goes as re- as the celebrities go as the real them, and then they join the conversation and they say, Hey, this is really me, and here's what's happening. So he did this, I guess, for GQ. And I saw a friend of mine posted this, and so she must be doing some sort of work with these GQ shoots, but it was uh, a picture of Nick Cage doing this with GQ, and it said, this man showed up early and got through his slides, all of the different sites that they were taking him to, in record time legend. So I just thought that was kind of cool that like Nick Cage, she's saying, showed up to the GQ shoot early. Got his work done really quickly. Was super hassle free. Professional. She said he was a legend for how he came in there. Wow. So okay, you know, think what you will about Nick Cage, but
1: yeah, he's a weird dude. Um, he's quirky. He also says in this interview is that he used to have a two-headed snake. Yeah, and when he fed it, he had to put a spatula between their heads so they wouldn't
0: fight over the food. What? Did he-, he talk about the other venomous snakes? Because I've heard that he has venomous cobras in a glass um, room and that he has the antidote outside and he goes in there and sits Oh, to get the adrenaline rush of being in that position and then he oh can bring my. himself back to life or for himself not that to can, die.
2: I, I wonder if he addresses that in the... The GQ video where he goes in disguise as himself on the internet. Video. Yeah.
1: Huh. Well, I think what happened was he says that the owner of a local pet store died. So he scooped up some of the left leftover animals oh. that were left in limbo. So he's got a couple of tur- turtles. He's got a fish with a bum eye that he felt bad for. Aww. They live in aquarium, uh, aquariums uh, lining his kitchen and bar counters where his Oscar is. And he says I just need to make sure they're happy and safe. So We should introduce I gotta, him I gotta appreciate that.
2: Could introduce him to our buddy two chains, two dogs.
1: Oh, yeah, dogs. yeah, yeah, from the State Fair.
2: Yeah, from Monty's Traveling Reptile Show. Hawaii I accidentally
1: called Two Stumps.
2: Yeah, because he oh. works with a lot of sharp-toothed you know, animals. <laughs> two Stumps once came to my backyard and did a uh, birthday party in Chaska for my son. And I was what? like, so I was like, hey, dude, this would be great. He came, he traveled, him. brought all these reptiles. And then at the end, when I realized it was kind of getting out of hand, was when there was a huge snake. Huge, like thick-bodied snake. Like if you ran over this snake, you'd have to take your car in for work. And then the final thing was an alligator with his mouth <laughs> taped shut. And I was thinking, as these six-year-olds were petting him, <laughs> mm, I wonder if this was am the... I Nicholas Cage? <laughs> this is the wrong thing. I shouldn't have done this. What if other parents see this? And certainly, I was breaking some sort of homeowners association. Thing. Oh, I'm sure.
0: I've seen his tomb at the in New Orleans. He has a pyramid Who? that is Who? Nick Cage.
2: Whom? Whom's tomb? In, in, the
0: case? in St. Louis Cemetery Number 1. Where he wants to be buried? Bodies, he will be buried there because he has an enormous golden pyramid that he has. Yeah, see, he's just a there. weirdo. He's and just he, like a that strange is, dude. That, People don't really know how or why he has the ability to do that, but the church was in dire need of repairs of this cemetery suddenly. They had money, and then there's this huge pyramid. It's paid. really weird, guys. I took some, I'll send you some pictures. <sighs> yes, yeah, please. I'd love
2: to see some. Wow. Don't, All right. He'd be interesting <laughs> for dinner. See, he's a guy I'd like to have dinner with. Yes. One dinner, and it's from 6 he to 7.15. <laughs> and that's it. I don't want to get proposed to by Nick Cage. Well, at he dinner. does
0: it like he will meet someone in a diner, the waitress, and then propose to them in one day. Yeah, and then he will get into a fight with them at the courthouse and then divorce Donna. them three days later. Exactly.
2: Oh yeah, I believe he's on his fifth marriage.
0: Remember
1: yeah. when he was like really into Elvis? Yeah, and then he marries Elvis's daughter. Oh yeah, remember that? <laughs> yeah, he's got some. Uh, he's got some some interesting quirks. He's very right? I could
2: I could see Donna. Settling down with a Nick Cage, <laughs> she'd get a tat of that two-headed snake.
0: He he bought a castle in Europe, disassembled it, and put it back together here in the states.
1: Yeah, and doesn't he buy like dinosaur heads and things like that? Yeah. Like this really stuff can't weird be stuff. true. No, this is why he
2: true? had to go on the internet and this say, is "Wait a minute!"
1: He owed the IRS six million dollars.
2: Oh no, that's star personal. Let's get a little Oscar news before okay. we go.
1: In other movie star news. Rachel Zegler. Did anybody see that movie? Still the haven't seen West Side, Side Story. Story. Oh, okay. I don't want to. I don't think I do either. Oh, I do
2: want to. I, I hear keep seeing it. I'm like, oh, I want to see it. I've never seen West Side Story.
1: Okay. Me? Either. Any
2: version. I oh, You either. should watch it for culture.
1: Okay, I will.
0: It's at stage live.
2: Someday.
1: Did Tim Gunn just arrive?
2: No, 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 (laughs) no.
0: Okay, Okay, so um,
1: somebody had said something to her on the internet, like, can't wait to see you make your Oscar debut. And she wrote back something to the effect of, um, well, I'll be in sweatpants wearing my boyfriend's flannel sitting on the couch because I didn't get invited. Hmm. Mm.
2: And then the internet was not pleased with this. Yeah,
0: because she was Maria. I mean,
1: she had a very important role in the picture yeah
0: it couldn't have gone on without her if you took out Maria right? but then
2: they probably had producer number three with her ticket or something like that so did they write the wrong yes. the academy
1: yes so um, she on Sunday said my goodness folks appreciate all the support I really do we live in such unprecedented times and a lot of work behind the scenes goes into making movie magic and all that Um, then she says that goes for film productions like the one I'm lucky to be currently shooting in London and award shows. Um, Well, then the Academy invited her to be a presenter.
2: There we go. So she's going after all there. Now, are they going to will will there be a nod to first not being allowed and then or not being invited and then being invited? I, I bet there I will wonder,
1: be. I wonder.
2: I bet there will be. I hope there will be. Because everyone in attendance there, maybe not every, certainly not everybody watching it, but everybody in attendance will be aware of the fact that she wasn't invited and now she's invited and now she's presenting. So it feels like you got to have a good writer there who's knows how to get a line in there. Just a little dig. At yeah, the Academy. yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were the, under no obligation to invite her or no. to allocate any tickets.
2: No, but it feels like the optically it's the right thing to do. Yes. To have one of your leads for a Best Picture nominee, have her there. Have her invited. Well, and... Oh, and you fill the whole Kodak Theater sorry, with? A, I mean, but yeah. the studio
1: gets an allotment. You would think the studio would give her That's a ticket. That's totally
2: fair. Yes. Yeah, maybe the studio's to blame. I don't know. There
1: were fewer tickets distributed because of COVID, so that could have something to do with it. But anyway, I'm very much looking forward to seeing her on Sunday night.
2: When we come back, we got a little see something, say something uh Luke Bryan's wife pulled off a prank on him during American Idol, as in during the auditions of American Idol. We'll talk about that. And we will finally uh, pay off the deep tease from earlier in the show. Is there a demon on the loose in Japan? We will explain. <laughs> when we return, it's Don and Steve on My Talk. Hello. We're back. DJ Flesh. What about DJ Flesh and Pappy? Oh my god.
0: No, that it is sounds really disgusting. It cool. Sounds like a weird night at a fish fry house.
2: You know? <laughs> fish pappy. Oh it's
0: like a Pappy. You think of like fish.
2: I can't believe not a lot of people call their grandpa pap growing up.
1: I think in the south they do. Or they or you know, they call their grandparents like Mema and Peapaw. Mema and Peepaw. Meemaw and Peepaw.
2: It's grandma and pap for me. I don't even think I've ever said grandma.
0: Or pawpaw. Pawpaw. Meemaw.
2: Well,
0: Meemaw what you want will get you. Ew. My sister doesn't have any grandchildren yet, but she insists that she's Gigi as a grandma. Great,
1: like, yeah, you oh, got to claim it. See, no, I always thought that's cute for great grandma because G and G, great oh, yeah. grandma or yeah, grand grandma.
2: My, my mother goes by not Gigi, but Gigi. And it's Gij and Pap. Oh. Huh. Yeah, Gij and Pap. And then Aja on the other side. Oh, for, it's like Aja. For, for, uh, yeah, uh, kind of. It's That's like an Indian name for grandfather. Cute. Thank you, Donna. Yeah, like
1: my sister's kids called their grandparents, their Hungarian, mm-hmm. Nudge Mama and Nudge Papa.
2: Oh, I think <laughs> this is cute. Oh, I love that.
1: <laughs> that's so cute. There's so many. The uh what's Italian again? Oh gosh. I can't I remember. People huh. are yelling at their their radios, I'm sure. What about what
2: about uh Nana?
1: Oh Nona. Nona.
2: Nona. Goba. All right. Are we are we done? I feel like it.
1: Okay. In general. <laughs> Bye now. Okay. Hey, if
2: you see something, oh, say go. something. Yeah. Oh, that is catchy, huh? <laughs>
0: Time for If You See Something, Say Something
2: with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and it tonight. Donna, you're the leader of the show. Would you prefer to start with Luke Bryan or a demon-possessed rock? Mm,
1: Demon-possessed rock,
2: please. (laughs) I was hoping so. Uh, This story comes out of Japan. There is a boulder in Japan called... The killing stone. Get the big stone, six feet tall, 26 feet around. According to legend, there's been a demon trapped inside of it for 900 years. But maybe not anymore. Huh. The stone split in half earlier oh, this month.
0: My gosh.
2: As legend has it, an evil nine tailed fox took the form of a beautiful woman in the 12th century and tried to overthrow the emperor. But a warrior killed her, and her spirit got imprisoned in the rock. Now some people are worried that her spirit is free and she's going to wreak havoc on everyone. But there's also a chance it's good news because another version of this legend says that freeing her spirit might actually be a great thing and will help heal the world. So, if you're a believer in these stories, you might want that one to be true. Local officials started seeing cracks in the boulder a few years ago. They think that rainwater got in and froze, which is what it finally broke it into. We all remember that as chemical weathering. No, physical weathering. Science. Now, they're trying to decide what to do with it. Some people want them to cement the two halves back together. Others think that they should just leave it as it is. The second option could be a safer call because the rock supposedly kills anyone who touches it, hence the name, the Killing Stone.
1: Wow. Boy, this legendary stuff. You believe any of that stuff?
2: I don't know if I believe... I mean, I believe in supernatural stuff. You do? Yeah. I don't know if I believe that there is a demon trapped in this rock. But I believe in cosmic good and cosmic evil, and so you know, I you know, I think that there's 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 room for things that are beyond what we think makes sense, right, um, in the world, right.
1: You know, my brother brought this up to me one time about faith, mm-hmm. you know, and
2: you ever heard of it?
1: God? Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, think of it this way: just because a dog doesn't understand." computers and keyboards and that whole thing doesn't mean it doesn't exist
2: so true yeah well i was going to say i mean look you know i believe in god there's already there's right there a supernatural right belief you know this is deep man that's that's out there but yeah you're right about that yeah it's often the the created if there is a creator that created, boy, don't don't they wag their finger at the creator often and just like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense in my little worldview, right. my experience, what I see. Whereas if there's a creator that knows everything about every the universe and the universes and the galaxies and all of that, I always think of it with parenting. That's helped me to understand faith better because... I know better than my children in most situations. Mm. And so I might tell them, you know, stop doing this or don't do that. You're going to get hurt. Whereas they're thinking, what are you talking about? Like, this is fun. I want to jump off of this stool. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And then and I am like, experience. no, no, no. I know what's going to happen here. And look how small the gap uh, parent to child is versus creator to created, you know, like there's a bigger, massive, unfathomable gap there, presumably. Do you ever so see that uh, have.
1: Jodie Foster movie? The um, beaver one? Yeah, The beaver, no. <laughs> I, I did see that. That was really weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was weird. No,
1: the one where Contact? she's an astronaut, yes. No. And it's basically this whole thing, science versus...
0: You know, God, mm-hmm. whole thing. You oh, should watch see that. that Steve. It's so great. That
2: for sure.
0: Yes. Yeah. It has a great ending that we're not going to tell you, and nobody yeah, tell, tell him.
2: Nobody tell no. me.
0: Yeah, for sure. You should see that.
2: Okay.
1: Matthew Contact. McConaughey's in it. Yeah, right, and that actor right. from St. Elsewhere, whose name I can't remember, but <laughs> that's par for the course.
2: We're doing great. Oh, Wait, we're doing we got to get to Luke Bryan now. Okay, we so about Luke Bryan
1: and his wife really like to prank one another, and they do it all the time. In fact, Steve, I uh, I'll I have a link in there. Yeah, you I'll can, link We it don't up. have to play this, Dawn, but okay. it's very I funny. have a... Um, A link in there that's kind of a montage of their pranks on one another. They've been together since college and they've been doing this during their entire relationship. And it's really fun. So what happened was fake contestant comes out (laughs) during auditions. The only person who's in on this is Katy Perry and Luke Bryan's wife, Caroline.
2: Right. Yeah, Lionel doesn't even know.
1: She's making all this noise during the auditions. Like, she's dusting the piano. She's like a custodian, playing Mm -hmm. a custodian. But she's in disguise. She's dusting the piano and making the piano keys go, you know. And then she's (laughs) eating chips and crinkling the bag. And finally, there's like a big reveal, and it's super cute. And he was like, you could tell he was getting so annoyed and wanted someone to put an end to it. (laughs) And then the big reveal, and then he goes and hugs her. Gotcha.
2: It was fun. It's cute. I'll, I'll put that. You'll see that prank. Uh, and then you'll also see some of those other pranks that they've done throughout the years to each other. We'll put it up on the uh, Don and Steve Sheldings page. Don, we thank you for your service. Yes.
1: Thank you, Don. Oh, thank you.
2: Uh, Ray <laughs> Chili Dog is coming in next. We got music news uh, coming up the L- Lollapalooza details next
0: you guys are so fun
1: just relentlessly fun i keep thinking when are they gonna stop being fun and the answer is never my top 1071 Lori and June.